That's the truth. You come through hard times and difficult times, and you think, boy, wow, in a world are we ever going to make it through this thing? And Satan will tell you, well, you're going to lose it now. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll buckle. You'll buckle under this pressure. When it's all said and done, you look around and think, wow, I did make it. I'm still alive, actually. I'm still breathing. I'm holding on. I'm <clears throat> and most importantly of all, you love him more Amen. and love him greater. Let's turn today to the book of Numbers, if you will. Numbers chapter 13, verse 31. We greet you today in the name of the Lord. It's a privilege for us to be together in the house of God and <clears throat> in the presence of God. Numbers chapter 13, verse 31, we'll read down through verses 33. I'd like to speak to you today on whose report will you believe? Whose report will you believe? But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go against the people. Of course, this is the children of Israel that are at the brink of the land, and God has um, promised them what he's going to do, and Moses has sent some spies over. Some had one report, some had another report. Listen at these men's report. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And what does that have to do with it, actually? Nothing, does it, if you look by faith. For they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the men that we saw in it are men of great stature. Now, this is not the truth. This is not true. It is lies. God said this lamb was a lamb formed with milk and honey. But the way they saw it, it looked like the lamb was devouring the people. How foolish. Isn't it amazing how we look at things? It's not even true. And they said all the people they saw were giants. That's not true either. There was only a few giants in this land. I wonder how many of us have believed lies of the devil just like this and confessed it too. It is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Another lie. So what did they do? Go up and ask them? So how, how do I look in your sight? Like a grasshopper? Right? So they're speaking on behalf of the sons of Anak. And these big cowards, for the most part, probably never even spoke to one of them. So here they are telling lies to the people of God about their inheritance. Oh, my goodness. How many would like to be remembered today as we pray? God bless you. 
Let's just bow our heads together. Heavenly Father, it's such a wonderful privilege to be together today in your presence, knowing, Father, that as one time we as Gentiles were not even allowed into your presence. Only the outer court was as far as we could go. But today, by your grace and mercy, we stand here and knowing the living God inhabits our bodies. And for that, we are so thankful. I pray you would help us today. Catch our attention, catch our thoughts, our spirit, our soul. Lord God, speak to us from your word. May we see today, each of us must believe a report. And whose report will it be? I want to say before I preach this today, I want to believe yours. Speak to us, Father, as only you can do. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Turn with me there if you'd like to read from your Bible, or you can read it from the screen if you'd like to as well. Numbers chapter 14, verse 1. Now let's look at the effect of this evil report. So these men come back, 10 of them, and they have all these things to say. And the people hear it, and this is the effect of what these men had to say on the people. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. After what? After what I just read to you. And all the children of Israel, all the children of Israel, all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God, we had died in the land of Egypt. My, my. Or would God, we have died in this wilderness. And wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land? To fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? And they said one to another, Let us make a captain. They were tired of a prophet. So now they wanted a captain. Because they felt like a prophet had deceived them. They felt like a prophet had led them into a place to where they're all going to lose their lives. So they want what? They want a captain. Well, now they're going after the military might instead of the power of God. And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. Is this not the same land that they were beaten? Is this not the same land that they had no freedoms, they had no rights, and they're wanting to go back to that land? Based on what? The evil report of ten liars. Well, praise the Lord. Ten liars. Well, I'm out to get them today. I've got an indictment for every liar that is lying to you about your family, lying to you about your healing, lying to you about your salvation, lying to you about your marriage, lying to you that you're not going in the rapture. I've got an indictment for them today, and I want to expose their hide 
to you to let you know they are liars and there is no truth in them. Now, notice in verse 6, and Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh. Now, I preached this to you years ago that the word Caleb actually means dog and Jephunneh was a Kenizzite, which was not even a Jew. But God did not have a special tribe by which he would allow Gentiles, a 13th tribe, to join into. But we find like this Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Ruth, the Moabitess, and difference of the Gentiles, most of them wound up in the tribe of Judah. Judah means praise. That's a good tribe for a Gentile to be into. Now, I want you to notice now Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, these other guys said that it was a land that ate up the inhabitants thereof. In other words, the people that were there were barely surviving. They were barely hanging on. They were just making it from one church service to another and just raking and scraping a little bite to eat. That ain't what God said. God said it's a land flowing with milk and honey. God said, I'll give you the rain in due season. God said, I'll give you the dew. But the way they projected it, well, how is the difference? These guys were seeing some of the exact same land. It depends on which eyes you look at it with. If you look at it through the eyes of the flesh, you'll see a land that that the inhabitants barely hang on. But if you look at it through eyes of faith, you'll see it's a land that flows with milk and honey. Every good thing that we have need of will be in this land. So I ask you today, how do you see it? Some of you original people that were here when I came here 35 years ago, some of y'all might remember this sermon title because I took this same text over 35 years ago. And I asked at that time, Happy Valley Church, able or not? Able or not? Well, I want to ask you the same question today. Are we able to take this land or should we just reside and say, well, we're not powerful enough. We can't do it. We've fought so many devils and we've lost strength and we've lost courage and we can't do it no more and we're about ready to get up. We are about ready when you say we don't include me in your affirmation because I've got a greater desire this morning than I've ever had in my life. Anybody with me today? I've got more determination. I've got more zeal. I've got more spunk, if you want to put it that way. I've got more revelation than I had 35 years ago. I'm better equipped to meet every devil out of hell better than I was 35 years ago. But Brother Donnie, you're 66. That don't make a bitter difference. My wisdom, my strength, my anointing will make up for my lack of strength because I believe that we are not on the verge of giving up. I believe we're on the verge of going in. We're on the verge of, Donnie, why is the devil fighting us so hard? It's because he knows we're right on the verge of complete victory. 
We're right on the verge of getting everything that God has promised for us in his word. Anybody believe it today? But it's up to you, you see, whose report are you gonna believe? Now notice when they speak unto them, they spake unto all the company of their children of Israel, saying, the land which we pass through to search it. It's an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, and I love the way that he says this, because when you look at it in the Hebrew, he says, if the Lord continue to delight in us the way he has already, amen. It's not like they're wondering, well, will he or won't he? But he said, it's more than likely he's going to continue to the way that he has. If the Lord continue to delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. They are, how is it that these people on the same commission, on the same journey, can see things that are exact opposite? It would make you think they are describing two different lands. It's like they are describing two different locations, but it wasn't exactly two different lands. It was one land from two perspectives, one land from two different sets of eyes. Well, I want to lay the land before you today. Your promised land is the true baptism of the Holy Ghost in the message of the hour. That's why Satan in the last few years has had a bunch of spies that come in among us and they found out this land made them sick to their stomach. So what did they do? They left and started making YouTube videos and all kinds of articles of this and that and the other. Why? Because it was too rich for them. It was too good for them. It was too powerful for them. They couldn't take it. So it made them sick to their stomach. I ain't going back no more because it made me sick. They preach holiness. They preach one God. They preach water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus. They preach an apostolic faith. That's right. That's the only kind I know. I don't want a church anity. I don't want churchism. I want an apostolic faith that'll heal our sick, that'll save our lost children, that'll fill us with the Holy Ghost and will change our bodies when we need it. Oh, how they must have felt that day. Their defense is departed from them. You imagine their defense is departed from them and the Lord is with us, fear them not. So if you would have been there now thousands of years ago when you were sitting there, we'll change the scenario. It's not Donnie Reagan preaching to you this morning, but it's the 10 spies on one side and Joshua and Caleb on the other side and they're putting to you the land. So which report will you believe? Will you believe that it's Laodicea? It's so dark and so wretched. Nobody can live right in this day. It is so dreary. We are so sad. We're fighting more battles than we've ever fought in our life. I can barely hold my hands up. I can barely pray. I can barely read my Bible. I can barely have enough victory when the song leader stands up to be able to clap my hands. 
I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't feel like saying amen. It's all I can do to just get there. Or will you believe another report? We are closer to the resurrection than any generation that's ever walked on the face of the earth. As long as there's breath in your son's body, there's hope. As long as there's breath in your wife's body, there's hope. As long as there's breath in your body, there's hope. And let me say it this way. Even if they're laying dead, there's still hope. And if you don't believe me, all you got to do is ask Lazarus. He was a man that was dead and his nose had already fallen in and rigor mortis had started to set into his body. But that didn't make no difference to Jesus because Jesus has power beyond death, hell, and the grave. He has power beyond your doctor's diagnosis. He has power beyond your MRI. He has power beyond your CT scan and every other scan that you'll ever get. I don't care what the doctor says. There is no hope. There is no way out. That's his report. But I want to tell you there's another report that my Bible tells me by his stripes ye are already healed. My Bible tells me you are more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. My Bible tells me greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Whose report will you believe? Now naturally I want you to believe this one. But our enemy wants you to believe his. I can't make you believe this report. And this is the truth of the other side. Every devil in hell cannot make you believe theirs. You choose to. So the fault really ain't in the devil. It's in us. Notice in verse 36. And the men which Moses sent to search the land who returned and made all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up a slander. Notice this word, a slander upon the land. Look at this word slander. It means whispering, defamation, evil report, unfavorable saying. So they brought up a slander against this land. Even those men that did bring up an evil report upon the land died by the plague before the Lord. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of the men that went to search the land, lived still. Well, look around it spiritually, friends. Those who have brought an evil report, slander against the message, slander against God's prophet, slander against the men of God standing for the truth. They have died spiritually, but you are still alive. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about just in your natural body. The worst death that can ever be is the death of the soul. To be annihilated from God's presence. But I, let me just say this to you today. I still believe the land is a land flowing with milk and honey. 
I believe our promised land, the message of the our young people, Satan will do everything he can to pull you out of your promised land. To tell you what, it's not for you. It's too hard, you can't live it. That's just for old people. No, it ain't just for old people. It's for teenagers. It's for eight-year-olds. It's for 10-year-olds. It's for everyone that come, wants to come this way. Well, I'm 80. Well, good, that's the age Caleb was whenever he went back to obtain his promise. So if you're good from eight to 80 and maybe even 100 or better, if you want to believe and trust the Lord God who promised this land, you can have the benefits of it. Brother, you can pack grapes so big they're that big around. My, don't take a whole bushel of them to make you enough wine to get stimulated. All it takes is one of them good old Holy Ghost old-fashioned grapes and you go to squeezing that thing out real good and the stimulation of revelation arises in your heart and you speak to that disease in your body and say, leave me in the name of Jesus. You speak to that addiction. You speak to that habit and you say, I do not belong to you. I belong to the Lord God and this is my inheritance. Whose report will you believe? Read with me in 1 Samuel 17, 42. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him to despise, hold in contempt to be vile and worthless. For he was but a youth. Remember, David was a teenager. You mean giant killers don't have to be 50? Giant killers don't have to be 80, Brother Jack? They can be teenagers. How many of you teenagers want to be giant slayers? <laughs> Amen. You don't have to wait. Well, Brother Donnie, I'm going to wait till I'm 40. Why waste all them years? Start slaying them now at 10. Start slaying them now at 12 and 13. Oh, my. He was but a use. And ready, and the word ready means red. It's the same word that Adam comes from. The word Adam means red. So out of the red dirt, God made the man. So he was a ready looking guy. And he was of a fair countenance. The word fair means handsome and beautiful. So some of you sisters would have thought David was the cutest little thing you ever saw. And you imagine though, whenever Goliath saw him, he was not looking for someone cute. He wasn't looking for someone that was handsome, but it looked even less inferior because he had no battle scars. He had nothing on his hands, nothing on his arms, nothing anywhere else because he'd never quite fought a man of this size before. Now notice, and the Philistine, this is his affirmation. This is the Philistine's report. And the Philistine said unto David, am I a dog? which is the same word Caleb. Am I a Caleb that thou comest to me with staves and the Philistine cursed David by his gods? Poor fellow was a Trinitarian, wasn't he? Oh my. So he cursed David by his gods and the Philistine said to David, notice the report. And he believes this brother die with everything that's in him. The Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. This was Goliath's confession. 
Now David hears this confession and in reality it looks like it could very well happen. This man stands according to the proportion of size, they say, around nine foot, nine inches tall. Without one piece of armor on, he would have weighed approximately 765 pounds. With his mail on, which was his metal part up here, and his greaves on, it would have weighed on an average of another 120 pounds. With his spear, with his helmet, with his shield, with his sword, he would have weighed around 900 pounds. And David weighed 110. But it's still not fair odds. A 110 pound teenager against almost a thousand pound champion. Now this is what the Bible calls him a champion. Well I don't mind telling you today, demons are champions but we're more than champions. They've been fighting this battle. My, how in the world can you and I, a 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, ever meet demons that have been doing this for thousands of years? They have been fighting against humanity since the first human being come on the earth. They are professional liars, professional deceivers. They are professional wrestlers, professional boxers. They're professional in everything they do. And I'm certainly not a professional except I am a professional devil whipper. Hallelujah. That's exactly right. Oh, you say, how can you do it? You ain't old enough. That's exactly right. I'm not old enough, but I have the great Adonai living inside of me. Amen. I have the mighty God who is from eternity to eternity. And I'm not going to fight on my strength. I'm not going to rely upon my reason. I'm going to rely upon the strength of the Lord. Because David said, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. He leadeth me beside the still water. It is him that's guiding us today. We are not on our own church. We are not under the leadership of some carnal fella that come from Kentucky 35 years ago. We are under the leadership and the headship of the Holy Ghost, the same Holy Ghost that baptized the church in Acts 2. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel whom thou hast defied. I love this word here of the name Beshem, and it means the ineffable, the ineffable name, that it was so great it could not be pronounced. I come to you in the name of Beshem, the ineffable name. So your trust is in your shield. Your trust is in your weapons, in your armor. But my trust is in the name. And he had such confidence in that name that he couldn't even pronounce it. It was so sacred. What about you today that can say the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Not only do you say it, 
but you have that same name because you're part of him. You are his wife. And now you're Mrs. Jesus. What's this in the paradox? The prophet says because they've seen the opposition so great, they was afraid to meet the challenge of the boasting Goliath of the Philistines. Afraid to meet him. You know, there's something about the way that he phrases this. I love it because it reminds me of tests and trials and diseases and things sometimes that we go through. And here he stands up there and he boasts and he brags and he boasts and he brags of what he's done and how big he is and how puny you are and how small yard. Have you ever noticed the devil when you go to messing up and you make a mistake and then you come back to God and the, that boasting Philistine will stand right there against you again. You messed up again, didn't you? There ain't no mercy for you, are there? Yeah, how long do you think God will put up with you? Well, you might as well just turn your back. What is that? That's a boasting Philistine trying to talk you out of repentance. Look, friend, God wants us to walk right before him, but even when we fall flat on our face, it's a up to you whose report you're going to believe. The devil, when you're falling flat on your face, the devil will try to come and bring, bring you a report. There's no way. There's no help. There's no mercy. But I hear my God say, little children, I write unto you that you sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, which is Jesus Christ the righteous, which is a perpetuation for our sins and not ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. There's mercy for you when you fall. There's grace for you when you mess up. There's mercy for you to come back to God. Whose report will you believe? Will you stay on your face? Will you turn and go back to the slop of the world? Or will you come crawling back to the cross and say, Lord God, I'm sorry. Forgive me, Lord. Help me to rise up and try one more time. I will believe that report. Notice this, the prophet said, there come a little stoop-shouldered, ruddy-looking fella. His mama had baked some raisin pies and had brought them to give to his brothers while he was milling around. Now, he wasn't over practicing swordsmanship. He wasn't over practicing how to polish armor. He was just kind of milling around, minding his own business, just delivering raisin pies. The prophet said he was so small, he was too little to even fight in the army. <laughs> oh my, hunting his brothers in the camp, the Philistine walked out and made his boast, said, choose you a man and come over here and fight me. We won't have any bloodshed between the nation. Of course, that's the way the enemy likes to bray when he thinks he's got the edge on you. How many's ever been there when he had the edge on you? Oh, yeah. Bring him over here, then we'll choose, we'll fight. And then if I kill him, you serve us. If he kills me, we'll serve you. Notice this and works his faith expressed. That was Goliath on the other side and he stood out there and made his boast. Many times bigger than David, he had fingers 14 inches long. My goodness. He was a mammoth big fella, Philistine giant. And here was David. He was even too little to be in the army. Too much of a runt. They couldn't even use him. 
Is there anything I could do? Uh, maybe pack raisin cakes. Uh, you couldn't even pack a five-gallon bucket of water. Maybe you could uh, bring us a quart at a time. You're too little to do this and too little to do that. I guarantee you one thing. Many of God's mighty people have been looked down on others and called runts. But yet God took that little runt and done a great big thing with it. Amen. I hope and pray to God there's some little runs sitting here today that the world say even some of the message folks, well, he ain't been around long enough. Hallelujah. He can't do this and that and the other. Praise the Lord. He's just a little bit of a run. Well, I'd rather have her be a runt and have a great giant face than to be a giant in size and have a run face. Well, praise the Lord. If I've got to be a run, I've always been a run pretty much all my life. But I'll tell you one thing. When it comes to faith, I don't want to have run faith. I want to have grunt faith. So whenever I start toward the devil, he starts grunting because he says, oh, no, here he comes again. Here he comes again. That's the kind of child of God that we want to produce here at Word of Life Church. Not people that are barely hanging on from Sunday to Wednesday and Wednesday to Sunday, but people that love the Lord. They pray when they don't feel like it. They read their Bible when they don't feel like it. They come to church when they don't feel like it. Why? Because they may look like a run, but they've got grunt faith. And when they speak, Satan backs up. But David, now remember, it was revealed to David. He saw, here's the armies of the living God standing in their own land. And there's a boasting, uncircumcised Philistine out there. We'll call him cancer. We'll call him paralytic. Oh. Come on, children. How them boasting Philistines today in the form of disease and weakness Sickness. Yeah, and they like to brag. Uh huh. Your great faith, huh? Look at what the doctor said. Look at this. Look at that. Look at the other. You're going to look at something, but which are you going to believe? What David was no kind of a match for him, not with any kind of a weapon. He was no match. That man's shoulders probably 10, 12 feet across. Whoa. His shoulders 10 to 12 feet across. Goodness. He was probably standing 14, 15 feet high, spear like a weaver's needle, probably 20 foot long. He could stand right here and just behead you all. Just. The blade on it may be four foot across, like a sheet of plywood. And up comes a little curly headed, ruddy, which means he had red spots. A little mama's looking boy, and he said, let me at him, let me at him. Whoa, 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 boy, whoa, whoa, what in the world is the matter with you? That man's spear is broadhead. Well, you're talking about a broadhead for a deer, brothers. Wouldn't we like to have a broadhead like that on our arrows? We'd take out a whole, whole herd of deer, wouldn't we? You shoot one arrow, you decapitate the whole herd. And here he comes, and that little guy said, oh, let me at him, what in the world, let me at that guy. I said, Lord, have mercy. That holy roller. I'll tell you one thing, friends. I need, I believe sometimes we need a few holy rollers sitting among us. <laughs> the God that took me out of the paws of the bear, took me out of the paws of the lion. How much more will he deliver that uncircumcised Philistine in my hand? 
Notice when it was revealed, David become fearless. Fearless? A human being. He didn't even have the Holy Ghost. He's a teenage boy. He don't even have the Holy Ghost. And he become fearless. He said, today I'll cut your head off. Amen. Quick, our God by grace in that crucial moment when the decision had to be made, the same God that produced the grace in that day dropped the seed of faith and that little hunchback looking boy. You imagine going around with a little hunchback fella. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Boy, some of them great proud man alive. Poor little fella. He's scrawny looking little outfit. A poor little guy. He didn't hardly know nothing. Well, he might not have known nothing, but he knew the right person to know. A little hunchback of a fella. He said, notice the giant on the other side. He didn't believe it. Neither will the cancer. Just remember, you're not trying to convince your lymphoma. You're not trying to convince your cancer. You want to convince you. And then whenever you stand on God's word and speak with the authority of the word of God, that thing will obey your voice whether he believes you or not. He laughed and said, am I a dog? You sent a kid out here to fight me? He said, I'll pick you up on the end of my spear and let the birds eat your flesh. But you see, that didn't shake David at all. Now, you man there standing looking at him. That dude's head would be about this big around. Have eyeballs about like that. Oh, my goodness. You imagine he'd bat his eyes, had his own personal ceiling fan. He'd just cool himself down, just batting them eyelashes. Stand right up there with that big broad head on the end of that thing, four foot long, and he stood right there. He was as confident as he could be. He done said his affirmation, I'll feed your body to the fowls of the air. I'll destroy you. But David didn't believe what Goliath said. David believed what David said. Now I want you to notice it was not the Lord God that thundered this out of heaven. And David is repeating it. The Lord God gave David a revelation, but it wasn't enough for the Lord to say it. David had to say it. And David needed to hear David say it. Oh, glory. So this is David's confession. 1 Samuel 17, 46. This day, Will the Lord deliver thee into my hand and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee and I will give, watch it David, watch it and I don't get in the flesh, I'll give the carcasses of the host. Good Lord have mercy. He's got beside himself now. Now he's not just challenging Goliath but he goes a step further and said not only you not only you, I'll give the whole bunch of you. You imagine him standing there and saying, that poor little guy. Man, what, it, it, it's, it's child cruelty. It's child cruelty for them to send that little fellow out there. Well, look at him, the poor little fellow, look at him. He is so, he's so called up. You imagine David, but now he's glory to God. Hallelujah. He's a probably worshiping or jerking around there and wiping the sweat. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. I don't know. I believe your word, Lord. I'll slay the whole bunch of them. I'll slay the whole bunch of them. 
Of course, his brothers are, oh, dear God. Anybody know who this guy is? I've never seen the boy in my life. I don't have a clue. No, no doubt from some Holy Roller family, some bunch of Pentecostals come into the message and won't believe nothing or another. Oh, my, so disobedient, don't even obey what we tell them to do. Who in the world would think this little fellow could stand out there? But you imagine the heavenly host as a host of God's angels are standing there right on the edge of eternity. And they was looking down in the valley of Elah. And there they were, this gigantic man and a little bitty shrimp of a fellow, scrawny little hunchback bent over God. But he was saying God's word. He was saying what God had anointed him to say. There was no pastor there to encourage him. There was no mama to encourage him. There was no deacon. There was no youth leader to encourage David. But David had a revelation from God. Whose report are you going to believe, David? I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air. (laughs) Yeah, right. And to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know Not that I'm a great fella. I'm a mighty warrior. I'm this, I'm that. But that they may know there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with a sword or spear. For the battle is the Lord's. And he will give you into our hands. Speak that to your disease. Speak that to your blood pressure. Speak that to your, your eyesight. Right. Hallelujah. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose, came and drew near, drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran. You gotta be kidding me. I mean, here's this gigantic man that weighs nearly a ton, half a ton. And he's got all this, this equipment for him. And David ain't just, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me have a little wisdom. Let me use a little wisdom. I'll come back in about 13 years after I've learned a little more and had to handle the word. I'll come back. I need to fast and pray over this. I'm sorry. I, I, I got ahead of myself. I need to fast and pray. But instead of doing that, David kind of girded up himself and said, come on, big boy. You ready for it? Come on, come on. I can't wait to tear into you. You're not to these brothers and all the rest of them said, Lord, God, have mercy how could you ever take down a man like that? And David said, Lord God, how could you ever miss a target that big? Hallelujah. How in the world can you not do it when you're anointed? You imagine the host of angels were gathered around that teenager. A prophet said that little old boy weighed about 110 pounds, scrawny. Drawed in a little old fella. <laughs> Maybe didn't get too much to eat on the backside of the desert, but he stayed with God. That's the main thing. <laughs> Here come little David, just a bouncing in the spirit. Ha ha ha, what a holy ruler. Victory already. Hallelujah. Why, place the name of the Lord God of Israel before him. All devils in hell. Friends, he wasn't just facing the army of the Philistine. All the devils in hell. 
against one teenager. All the devils in hell couldn't wait across that. Little David dancing in the spirit. You mean dancing before the battle's won? My goodness, dancing and worshiping. He ain't even won the battle yet. But faith says he's dead. Go ahead and dance a little bit. <laughs> David just a dancing in the spirit. Brother Man gets pretty excited on this. You haven't heard it. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. So David put his hand in his bag. In this case, in my pocket. You see this little stone right here? just happens to come from the same valley that David was in, the valley of Elah. I stood there a few years ago, so I loaded up my little bag full. Just a smooth stone, washed, coming from the rivers and the creeks and all. You stand down in that place, it's just a little dried up uh, branch of a thing where water comes whenever the Water rains and comes off the mountains. So David reaches down and he picks up F-A-I-T-H-J-E-S-U-S-G-R-A-C-E. And he picks them up and puts them in his pocket and says, just in case I ever need a little faith in Jesus to provide the grace I need to take the head off of a big giant. I've got five right here. But remember, he was prophesying because Goliath had four more brothers. Hallelujah, hallelujah. David wasn't just getting one for old Goliath, but he's getting the rest of his brothers too. You boys have crossed the wrong one. Now can you imagine this giant had stood down there day after day after day and made his boast and they believed his report and they shook every time he got up. But this time that brag fell on the ears of the right guy. The wrong guy for Goliath, but the right guy for Israel. Is there anybody in this place this morning that this message is going to fall on the right ears? Yes, I claim my healing. Yes, I claim my deliverance. David put his hand. Don't get nervous now. I ain't going to hit nobody with this. <laughs> and took thence a stone and slang it. And smote the Philistine in the forehead that the stone sunk into his forehead. And he fell upon his face. Now, wait a minute. A stone moving a thousand miles per second. There's no way he should fall forward. 
Your brother said, huh? No, whenever you hit, a, hit an animal and you hit it good enough and it'll jump and sometimes it'll do this. Why? It's a velocity coming out of that gun. And whenever it releases that bullet according to the foot pounds that it has inside of that. And the force of that just knocks that thing backwards that way. How is it that a force like this hit him in the forehead and instead of him doing like this, what you would normally think, instead of him going that way, he goes this way. Why? God wanted to make him bow. God wanted to bow. Oh, glory to God. I can't wait for the time when death bows to the bride. I can't wait for the time when cancer and sickness and disease of people that we are praying for will bow and say there is a mighty God among them people. There is a savior among them people. God didn't want him to fall backwards, but face forward. Hallelujah. The prophet said there he went up there just dancing in the spirit as hard as he could. Why? By faith he saw the victory. He saw the victory. He took his little old sling in there, one of these stones, and give a dance. So he dances a little bit. Brother Donnie, was you in the spirit? Yes, I'm in the spirit. I'm anointed to preach. You say, Lord, I'm mercy. I'm scared I'll get in the flesh if I do that. You're in the flesh when you get up of the morning. You're in the flesh when you drink your coffee. You're in the flesh when you eat your bacon and eggs. What are you scared to death of? I'm more concerned about getting out of the flesh than I am in it. Some of y'all ain't moved so much. Your spiritual joints and crack and pop like snap, crackle, pop. It's been so long since you've worshiped much. He took this little old sling in there, one of these stones. He'd give a dance, and here he comes, coming around. Oh, I see Goliath saying, ho, 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 ho. But if Goliath knew what coming, he'd been saying, no, 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 no. Not ho, 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 ho. But you see, it depends on which report that you believe. Will it be no or will it be ho? You've got to believe sitting here this day. Whose report will you believe? Are we able to take this lamb? Are we able on God's word to stand? Are we able to say victory by the mystery of God ordained in you and me? Hallelujah! Are we able? Look out, devil. Left-handed Donnie. He had five stones, F-A-I-T-H, in five fingers wrapped. This string Around J-E-S-U-S, here he comes. Oh, brother, look out, Goliath, you got to fall. And when he set that loose, the Holy Ghost got a hold of that little stone and picked up a speed of about a 1,000 miles a second. 
Now, brother, don't. Surely you don't. I do. But there's no way scientifically possible that the velocity of a, I ain't interested in science. I ain't interested in velocity when it comes to faith. If my God wants to take this one right here this morning and make it do the same thing, he can do so. Don't you understand? You quote the quotes, you quote the scripture, and you think they're so little, they're so insignificant. All you need is this same power right here (laughs) to get behind that scripture, get behind that quote, and look out, devil, here we come. It struck that giant right between the face and he fell forward. Hallelujah, oh my. Look, it goes on to say, talking about David, he danced up there, jumped up on him. And remember, David didn't have a sword. But David, here he is still dancing. Woo! I have believed the report of the Lord. I have believed the report of the Lord. And here he just gets right up on And the last man, I says, it just so happened, I ain't got no sword. But Goliath's got a good one. So he reaches down. Man, Goliath with a sword. In the name of Beshem, you cancer, I got your head off. Or how long for the day when the Lord God will drop that sword and be heading into the hands of our brother Ron Spencer. And he'll be able to climb up on the head of that devil. That devil that has tormented him and made him sick day in, day out. That devil he's battled and be able to stand right there and say, this day I will remove your head. How long for the day when God will drop it in my little daughter's heart and she'll be able to climb upon that body of that cancer. Hallelujah! Climb upon the body of that cancer and say, in the name of Bashim, I behead you! I behead you, Satan! Hallelujah! So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smoked the Philistine and slew him. And everybody said, and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him. I thought he already slew him. Some devils need double slaying. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Hallelujah. Took his sword 
His source. He said, Brother Donnie, why don't God always just heal people by divine healing and miracles and totally bypass all, all, all the scans and all the doctors and all the treatments and all that? Because there's some of these devils, God wants scientific pictures to prove it was there, but it ain't there no more. So he wants to kill the devil and then have a scientific record. Praise be to God. Well, there ain't never been nothing like it before. Why? He wants the devil slay him. And cut his head off there with him when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. So David believed the report of the Lord. Brother Josh, whose report would you believe? Brother Louis, whose report? Brother John, Brother J.D., whose report? Hallelujah. 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 But the doctor says, and the doctor said, Brother Donnie, are you going to believe that report? Or are you going to believe the report by his stripes? I am healed. But Brother Donnie, I've been dealing with the sadness of a departed loved one. I'll never get over it. I'll never get over it. Are you going to believe that report? Or are you going to believe the report according to the book of Corinthians, the God who comforteth us in all of our troubles? Yes, I know some of you are still dealing with sorrow and all because of loved ones that's passed in the last couple of years. But God don't want you to live in this life all down. God don't want you being depressed, young people. God don't want you being sad. God wants young people that's got joy unspeakable and full of glory. God wants teenagers. God wants young men. God wants young women that are so full of the power of God that when you work on your job, the people say, I don't know what they believe. I know they dress funny but I ain't never been around a young girl like that in my life. Why, God's looking for another David. God's looking for somebody that'll believe his report. Can I use another example? Read with me in Nehemiah chapter four, verse one. But it came to pass when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And spake before his brethren in the army of Samaria and said, now here's a report. What do these feeble word of life people do? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Yeah, exactly, we will. One of these days we're going to get up and it may look like the same old, same old regular day. Just my own opinion, probably the rapture will happen on Monday, one of the worst days of the week. (laughs) And in that day, we'll make a change forever. (laughs) Well, they revived the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish and Tobiah the Ammonite. Now watch another doctor join in with his diagnosis. Now Tobiah the Ammonite was by him and he said, even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall break down their stone wall. Now that's their report. 
Nehemiah, what do you got to say? Nehemiah 4.14, I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons, and your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Now whose report are we going to believe? We're, we're carried back in time now. We're standing around the wall. The wall is rubble. It's a mess. Absolute tour, all two pieces. And we've got these people over here which have great governmental power. They have rank and authority back in Persia. Are we going to believe them? Are we going to believe this one man which was a cupbearer? He did not have any royalty. He did not have any great position, but he brought the king a drink of water when he wanted it. He brought himself up an RC, as we'd say. And yet he's the one standing up there telling you, fight for your family. Fight for your children. Fight for your daughters. Yes, brother, sister, I don't have a PhD. I don't have an LLD. I, don't, I did not graduate from some Bible school somewhere, but I do have in my resume that I've laid hands on cancer-ridden people and seen God miraculously touch them. I've seen God stop heart attacks right in the middle of them at the Johnson City Medical Center. I've seen people around the world get saved, get filled with the Holy Ghost, get resurrected by the power of God. If you're looking for a degree, I don't have it. If you're looking for a supernatural, I do. If you're looking for the power of God, we do. That's our identification. Nehemiah 4.20, in what place therefore ye hear the sound of the trumpet, resort ye thither unto us. Our God shall fight for us. Nehemiah 6.3, and I sent messengers unto them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it? and come down to you. This is Nehemiah's report. What's yours? Which one will we believe? Let's bow our heads. Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus. Father, I bring before you today a bunch of cupbearers. I bring before you a bunch of dogs, a bunch of Caleb's, son of Jephunneh's, Kenizzites. I bring before you a bunch of Syrophoenician women, <clears throat> women rather, that was so weak, you called her a dog and turned her down. Yet she had faith so much that the prophet said, even you, couldn't run her off. Praise God. I bring before you a bunch of Nehemiah cupbearers. The government may turn against us. The world will turn against us. But we will say like Nehemiah, 
We are doing a great work for the Lord God. And we don't have time to come down. We don't have time to sit around and feel sorry for ourselves. We don't have time to just spend a lot of time groaning and complaining and say, why me, why me? Why not us? Why not us? You're looking for someone who will stand with you in the midst of hell. Oh, if we were looking for preachers today in the message, they could go empty the hospitals. Preachers would be standing in line. We could look for preachers today that could stand and discern and stand and have people to follow them and do all this. Oh, yes, they'd be standing up everywhere. And how many preachers wants to be run down, hated, talked about, ridiculed, fight hell every day they live? The line would get shorter and shorter. But I believe you've got some still standing in that line, Lord. They know the way isn't easy, and they're not asking for it to be. But what they're asking for is strength. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, may your great strength go into Erica's bedroom today. We're believing you right now, Lord God, as a group of people. Teenagers, folks in their 20s, 30s, 40s, we're believing you, Lord God, for a deliverance. Hallelujah. Not only her, but Lord, other needs here today. Other needs among your people around the world. Lord, those that are streaming. We choose to believe your report. Hallelujah. How many has a need here today? Signify it by standing to your feet. I need strength. I need healing. I need courage. God bless you. Oh, my. God bless you. Lord God, we believe your word. We may appear to be weaklings against cancer, against disease, against sickness. We are mighty through our God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. May we take our little sling and wrap up our stone of faith that's been revealed to us because faith is a revelation. We'll strike that devil right between the eyes and this stone will sink in his forehead. Then, Lord, we will run toward that tumor, run toward that besetting sin. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And take his sword, his threat against us. You'll not make it this time. You'll die. No mercy for you. And we'll take that. And we'll say, you are a liar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, we choose to believe your report. We looked up on the mountains. We looked down in the valley. Hallelujah. And we couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater than you. We looked in the medical journals. We looked in the hallways of scientific research with all the named diseases and treatments when they said there's no cure. But we found 
Nobody greater than you. No matter what you're dealing with today, what you're facing, friends, I may not be able to call your situation by name, but let me just tell you, there's nobody greater than Jesus. Hallelujah. Remember, Satan's weapon is this, to get you to doubt your weapon. Sing it for us, Harry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. If you'd like to move out of your seat today and just gather around the altar a little bit, we've got a little bit more room around this place than we did at the other. you just like to move up a little bit closer. You don't have to. You can stand right there if you'd like. But if you'd like to, you can. Praise the Lord. Bring your needs, your request. And just compare it to Jesus and say, there ain't nobody. Oh, there's nobody. Nobody greater than you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bring it here. Bring your knee to it. Reach down in your pocket. Sisters, reach down in your pocket of faith. Pull that revelation out. I'm the Lord God that heals you. Hallelujah! I'm the Lord God that delivers you. I am your Savior. I am your Redeemer. Oh, hallelujah! Oh, glory to God. I couldn't find nobody. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. there's nobody greater. Listen now, children. There's no nobody. giant greater. There's no giant greater. Nobody greater than you. Oh, hallelujah. Call on the name of the Lord. There's nobody greater. Nobody greater. Nobody greater than you. Look all around. Look all around. 
I couldn't find no CT scan. I couldn't find no MRI. I couldn't find no devil. When I walked the deepest valley, oh, Jesus. looked around there, still couldn't find nobody. I couldn't find no sickness. I couldn't find no pain. There's nobody greater. Sing it now, children. My problem, nobody greater. Nobody greater. Nobody greater than you, Jesus. There's nobody greater. Nobody greater. Nobody greater. Oh yes I did Couldn't find nobody Nobody Looked high and low I even went down into the hell Still couldn't find I went down into the Hades And I couldn't find nobody Cause nobody's greater Nobody greater There's nobody greater to go ahead and say praise the Lord for victory today. I don't see it. I don't feel it. But that don't matter. I might just go ahead and dance a little bit on the devil's head if it gets in my way. If it gets, in, gets me riled up just right, I might shout a little bit. I might go ahead and worship the Lord. The victory ain't here, but it's on its way. I said the victory ain't here yet, but it's on its way. It's fixing to happen. It's going to overcome. Oh yeah, by the grace of God. Let's sing it together now. Report, will you, will you believe? I said, Whose report will you believe? Come on, answer my children. We shall Says I am he. Oh, His report says I am free. His report says I am free. His report says victory. 
Praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. This is how I find my man. Thank you, Lord. This is how I find my man. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This is how I find my man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He's done done it again. He's done moved by his mighty power right here in front of us. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded by you. This is how I find my This is how I fight my battle. I say by your stripes I am healed, and 
I will walk to that new body I will stand when I can't stand anymore I will stand on your word Cause this is how I fight my battle This is how I fight my battle It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you Surrounded by you, this is how I find my mind. This is how I find my battle. Please. 
the blood still stays the same. Whatever's going wrong, I got my war clothes on. I might be in a daze, but you can't stop my praise. No matter the attack, I won't turn back. Oh, this means war. Oh, this means war. This means war. This means war. Oh, I plead, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead, I plead the blood. Slay your giants this week. 
Amen. God bless all of our visitors with us this morning. Amen. Those that be streaming the service as well, pray that the service was a blessing to you as well this morning. Let's just sing that again as we go. Amen. You can be dismissed this morning. Oh, I've got joy in my soul. God is in control. I got Satan on my trail, but I'm singing all is well. He's attacking every day, but I'm watching while I pray. No matter the attack, I won't turn back. Oh, this can't have my joy and you can't have my praise I plead, I plead the blood 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 Oh, I've got joy in my soul But God is in control I got Satan on my trail But I'm singing all is well He's attacking every day I'm watching while I pray No matter the attack I won't turn back Okay.